0: Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Luke Holloway, editor of The Journal. In this episode, I'll be talking to Dr. Matthew Connell and William Quibell. In this episode of the podcast, we're discussing the latest findings from the Chartered Insurance Institute's Public Trust Index, a survey conducted by the CII to measure the levels of trust that the public and businesses have in the insurance profession. I'm joined by Dr. Matthew Connell, Director of Policy and Public Affairs at the CII, and William Quibel, Head of Supply Chain and Loss Adjusting Services for Admiral Group, and Board Member of the CII Claims Community. Here's my conversation with Matt and William. Hello, Matt. Hello, William. And thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hi. Good morning, Luke. It's a real pleasure to have you with us. So thanks a lot. Matt, if we could start with you, why is measuring public trust so important to both the Chartered Insurance Institute, but also the insurance profession more widely?
1: yeah well, i think it's fair to say that insurance can't exist without trust so you know some 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 things that we buy um we can put our hands on and touch and, and see um as soon as we as, you know even before we buy them and then uh, as soon as we get them things like food we're sort of buying it all the time so for a lot of things our, our kind of immediate experience uh means that that we can build up a sense of, of what we can expect but for insurance insurance is a promise that that might we might not ask to be honored um for for years sometimes so so um having trust that that insurance is is worthwhile and and is going to do what it says it is 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 absolutely fundamental but i think more than that it's we need to 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 get a sense when we when we measure trust of of how it's changing are people's opinions changing and if so why are they changing and then also what 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 can we um as a professional community do
0: about it and William, why would you say it's so vital that we remain aware of how much the public trust insurance?
2: Yeah, thanks, Luke. Uh, just really to compliment or add to, to, to what Matt has said, I guess in, in a commercial public context, uh, trust uh, is demonstrated by actions um, and deeds and, and not simply assumed, which differentiates our market from perhaps other scenarios, situations, or other markets. And then for us, it's set in, and meeting reasonable expectations um to our our customers and consumers is crucial um and that underpins uh trust uh, in, in in the insurance market and and i guess it that would be the minimum that customers would expect as as, as matt has said insurance is a it, it it's an intangible product uh, you make a purchase uh, and and for many people they won't actually see or, or hear much unless a a, a peril or a claim event is, is triggered and so that's why I think we have to go to greater lengths to earn um, and demonstrate that trust. And I guess, like in in, in the current climate in in, in the UK, um, there's there's a, a squeeze, isn't there, on on, on people's um, finances and and, and and certain circumstances. And and I think that in, in those situations, when insurance claims are triggered for um, consumers or or SMEs. Uh, if the, if there is an issue with trust between that consumer uh, and and an insurer or a carrier, um, then it often can can be something that's highlighted more than perhaps it would be in, in other industries due to the intangible nature of it. So, yeah, just to support what, what Matt has said, said really, and, and just to, to kind of finish and top that off, it's uh, it's, it's trust in our market is demonstrated by what we do, not by what customers assume, which is a differentiator for us.
0: Absolutely. A very important point there, William. And and as you mentioned, there are particularly important aspects of trust in terms of the difficult economic backdrop that there is um, at the moment for for many people. And Matt, turning to the Public Trust Index more specifically, so the survey has been conducted since 2018. What does the survey aim to measure for anyone that um, hasn't heard of it before? And can you give us a bit of an idea of the key findings from the latest results?
1: absolutely so so what what the survey tries to do is is break down the, the service that get people get from from insurers into into key components and then measure um the gap between what people expect how important people think each of those components are and and what what they're getting and how their insurer is actually um, performing so the way the the researchers have done this is they used um extensive interviews with consumers and smes to find out um exactly what 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 issues um, people found most important about insurance, and they they came up with with nine factors for those. Um, and for claims, there's three key factors: the the speed that the claim gets paid, obviously, um, the amount of respect that they get, and um, whether people. Treat them in, in, empathetically, and also whether whether they get treated as as customers or, or or potential fraudsters. So so you know how how much respect they have, and then finally how much control they have over the claim. So do they have a choice, for example, around what suppliers they use, that the insurer uses, or do they have control over how how the claim is paid, as as a cash sum or as or as replacements and 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 repairs. And then what we do is we ask 50 different questions to consumers and 10 each for each of the just about 10 each for each of the of the different nine nine factors. Um, so for example, on the claims side, questions that we'll ask around speed are things like, was, was the claim settled quickly? But also, did you know what to do to, to make a claim? Um, and then for respect, it's things like, um, did the insurer avoid paying out? Or did the people you, you had dealt with show compassion? Um, and then for control, the questions are things like, um, I had a choice in how the claim was settled or um, repairs were made at a time that that, that suited me. So, so from those questions, we then ask people to rate the importance of how much each of those statements are, uh, and then also um, the performance of their their insurer against that statement, uh, and that helps us build up a picture then of the gap between how much consumers um, believe that these these elements are, are important to them, and then and then that that expectation gap around the actual the actual level of of performance.
0: Absolutely. And some real key areas there, uh, Matt, that kind of get to the heart of what, you know, what people, everyday customers think of their of their policies and businesses as well. An aspect that William mentioned just now, um, a significant ongoing issue for consumers is the, the cost of living crisis, um, which we hear a lot about. How is that affecting consumers attitude towards insurance? Were you surprised by the findings in that area?
1: Yeah, so 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 I think that the, there were very strong findings. I guess what what was a little bit surprising um, at first was was that people didn't consider the price of the insurance uh, to be that much more important during the cost of living crisis over the last uh, over the last year or so compared to to to, to before. Um, so so and, and I guess in a way that kind of makes sense that when you think about. Insurance insurance premiums haven't risen that much compared to energy energy prices, price of gas, price of electricity, and and maybe for a lot of people, sort of rent or or, or or mortgage prices. But what we did find very clearly is is when when there were larger sums of money involved, then then the cost of living crisis does seem to have changed people's perceptions, um, particularly around claims. Um, and what we found, in particular, is that speed of claims has become um, extremely important. So that's now one of the one of the main factors that that people talk about in terms of their in terms of their kind of expectation gap, and and also controls. So. Um, for a long time, you know, out of the nine factors that we measure, um, control was was always eighth or ninth. It was it was never that important how how the claim was paid. Um, but now, in terms of the gap between what people want and what they're getting, they're really interested in 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 how much the insurer can can live up to their expectations. And it's not so much that insurer's performance has gone down. The insurer's performance in this area is still very very strong, but the importance that people have placed on it has has skyrocketed.
0: And William, um, is there any kind of examples that you can give in this area where what, what Matt's been speaking about there?
2: Yeah, sure, Luke. it's It's interesting listening to Matt's comments. Uh, I work in in a, in a claims environment in personal lines, mainly household, uh, home insurance, and we have seen some changes through cost of, the cost of living challenges that the, the, the UK consumer uh, consumers are experiencing at the moment. So it, it, in the home market, we're, we're finding, and what we're starting to see a trend towards is less customers that want cash. Um, which might seem a bit odd in this environment. One might think that some customers would prefer cash, and that does that does happen. We have customers tell us that in in this space, um, but in the current climate, uh, if we think about how the cost of living crisis has affected other sectors, say construction, it's difficult, or it's more difficult than it was pre-COVID and, and pre-Brexit to bring materials into the UK, um, and we've lost a lot of Eastern European labour as well. Um, uh, customers now seem to want their insurer to to repair or reinstate a little bit more than they wanted cash in the home sector in previous years because then the onus is on the insurer to see that through to the end, whereas the cash settlement is 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 a wants a and done, isn't it? So the customer then has the cash and may struggle to source somebody to carry out a repair, a replacement, a reinstatement. So we have seen that emerging through the last year or two. Um, which has been quite interesting because I haven't seen too much in a way shift, um, shifting attitudes and customers on claims in the home space for a while until, until recently. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And there's certainly an area that you have a lot of focus on, William, um, in terms of supply chain. That's a really interesting point. So would you say that this is um, it, it, it's quite a, quite an unexpected shift that you might think that um, individuals and businesses would want a cash settlement if they could get it? But really, it's um, repairs or replacements are, are also quite prominent as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and although I don't work in, in the motor space, mo- mo- the motor market is is one part of the market that has seen some challenges. Um, with sourcing parts for cars and, and, and labor to to undertake repairs and, and body shop, shop work and so on. And so um, that's a really tricky one for the market because if if, if there's a lack of supply, um, then a cash settlement isn't necessarily going to help the customer. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a challenging
0: environment, I would say, at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, And Matt, um, sticking with the theme of uh, small and medium-sized enterprises, SMEs, um, which of course the survey uh, focuses on in a a large part, how has their trust kind of been affected in, in recent months and years about the insurance protection they receive?
1: yeah so it's a, it's a similar story to consumers but but slightly different i think um what we saw with smes is is um at the beginning of lockdown is obviously a big spike in what they were expecting in terms of uh respect and being treated with respect so you think of the beginning of the pandemic and and business interruption insurance and and all the issues around there and and somewhat understandably we saw a big spike in 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 the expectation gap between um what 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 SMEs wanted in terms of being treated with understanding and 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 respect, and in that crisis, you know what, what they're receiving that the gap widened, um, but then over time as those issues got resolved, the the issue around respect um, kind of ebbed away. It's grown a little bit um, in 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 the last year or so, so it's 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 come up again, but it's it's no longer the the number one element around claims. Um, that's been replaced by by speed of claims. So again, that's that's always been quite important for. Uh, for SMEs, but but it's probably more important than it's than it's ever been in the in the in the five five years or so that we've been doing the the trust index. Uh, and again, for SMEs, the the control that they have over their claim has has again become a lot more important. And like consumers, um, control over the claim wasn't a big deal for. Uh, for, for SMEs up until about um, 2021, but then in all the waves of the research that we've done since then, it's it's become more important. For example, uh, than elements like price or, or the relationship that they have with uh, with their insurer, and it, that, that was never the case um, before. So so it has become more important. Um, I guess with SMEs, one thing that we're seeing is that those claims elements, the speed, respect, and control, are still not not kind of as high. Uh, as some of the elements that, that exist at the outset, so that sense of confidence that the insurer will be there to pay out uh, when when they need it, and then the the, the adequacy, the, the, whether the appropriate the appropriateness of the of the of the policy for them, so the level of protection they get, whether it's too much or or, or too little. So there's still some issues with SMEs around the the nature of the contract um, at the outset. Unlike consumers, those those are still two big, two big elements. Um, but like like consumers, all the claims elements have have have, have become more important over time.
0: That's really interesting, Matt. And, and and following on from that, um, what do the latest results tell us about the subjects of transparency, particularly in the area of complaints and complaints procedures? How do individuals and businesses as well feel about that?
1: Absolutely. So that's that's been a very very big theme. So of the uh, of the fifty questions, and we ask that the the quality of the of, of of complaints handling is 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 always um always comes up high. Uh, and I think again, for particularly for for consumers at the outset, that that's kind of a a test of. The, the, way, the way in which insurers deal with complaints is kind of a test of how insurance behave when they're when they're under pressure, sort of thing. When 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 there's a, a, a difficult a difficult moment, you know, people can get a good feeling about insurers from advertising campaigns or, or from how easy it is to to do business with them online. Um, but again, that that is a does seem to be a, a bellwether for consumers, the extent to which insurers can can um can, can back up what they say on on, on
0: complaints. And William, um, as Matt says, there, you know, the complaints procedure—if customers or businesses do have queries or questions or or actual complaints—that is so important that they're dealt with effectively. What, what's your thoughts on this area from your experience, and how can insurers offer greater transparency?
2: Yeah, well, I think uh, I think a lot of the work, kind of vicariously, that's 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 currently ongoing in the market around the consumer duty will will move that to a better place. Uh, and I think think as a result, once want, insurers and uh, carriers have, have got their heads around that, and it's settled in in a year or two. I think I think well, I hope that there will be less complaints. I think at the moment it's a really difficult one for insurers. This goes back to what we were discussing earlier. There is there is a lack of of adequate supply um, in lots of different in with lots of different areas um, at the moment. Motor, home, commercial. Uh, and so complaints are ticking up at the moment uh, acro- across across the industry. Uh, and, a, and a lot of it is being driven by insurers being unable to, to necessarily meet the expectations of the customer, which then goes back to trust and transparency. And what we're talking about, which is offering greater transparency. So giving the customer an understanding as to where some of the challenges are. Um, I, I think it's one that will get better with time, particularly as the consumer duty comes in and settles. Um, but time will tell.
0: Thanks, William and um, Matt. Uh, William touches on an important uh, issue there in terms of the consumer duty, which comes in in July, um, which will be incredibly important in this area. And it will be very interesting to see, you know, how the the survey results of the, the public trust index are affected. I'm sure. As we mentioned earlier, it's been uh, the the survey has been running since 2018. Matt, in your time, have, are there any trends that you've seen improvements that insurers should be encouraged by? Firstly, um, but also, are there some quite stark areas which insurers you know need to improve on
1: yeah and, and in a way sometimes it can be both so so insurers can be performing at a really high level but but what they're doing is so important to consumers that there's there's a huge amount of of scope for 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 improving satisfaction and trust um even even above the high levels of performance that are, that are taking place so so for example you know we've seen all through the index that 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 claims you know, really is one of the one of the strongest elements in terms of performance. <laughs> Uh, for for insurers and you know what well, that that's really important because the claims experience is the moment of truth. So the more people deal with their insurers, the more they rely on their insurers, um, the, the the better their experience is. The more inclined they are to to give their insurer a higher um, performance rating. So that's that's something that's that's really encouraging. And you know we we do see um, when we ask for customer satisfaction, we we see. People who are very dissatisfied, but that's um, often often kind of you know less than than one or two percent of of the whole customer base. So again, we we find that you know insurers are doing a good job, and they're doing a particularly good job on on claims. So that's that's hugely encouraging. We also find you know kind of in in terms of uh, issues at, at, at renewal um, for SMEs, um, we've seen that, that 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 the loyalty premium, as it's sometimes called, and um, people worried about. Uh, their, their premiums going up as they as they renew with the same insurer. Um, that that issue has, has become less less of a problem with in the SME space uh, than, than it was in the time that we've that we've looked at uh, looked at these issues. But but nevertheless, you know, kind of the the areas where we where we could where improvements would make the biggest difference are sometimes areas where the performance is highest. So for example, on, on speed of claims uh or on or on um, um respect for claims, you know, the the, the scores are, are really good for performance there. But what we find is the important scores are, are really high as well. So in a way, that's good news for insurers, because it means that they're providing a service that, that consumers find really, really important, um, even more important than the, the, the experience bears out. So so, so, what it means is that whilst the performance is very good, um, it's such an important area of life and, and and such an important service to consumers that any improvements there would would see higher higher standards of, of satisfaction and and, and trust. Um, but equally, there there are some areas around you know kind of I think reassuring customers about about what's happening, for example, with renewal premiums, reassuring customers about um, the, the choices they have in, in the claims process, and um, reassuring about. How the complaints process works. So, I guess on the transparency side, just just um, talking about what what the experience is, uh, what what the process is, what what the results are, uh, and, and giving giving people a sense of that that kind of what what's going to happen next
0: uh, for every eventuality. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and William, any thoughts there on the opportunities or the challenges that, that Matt's been speaking about there or, or any final words on the, the area of public trust and insurance uh, uh, overall from you?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I was enjoying listening to, to, to Matt talking us through that as well. So I'm learning new things as we go. I, I would say for me, working at a, at a large insurance company, um, I can see that that making, driving trust from our customers to ourselves is front and centre of what we do. And I think that needs to be maintained across the market. Uh, meeting customer needs and protecting them um, or focusing on, on meeting those needs and protecting them rather than perhaps focusing on sales and product lines will will almost certainly go a long, a long way in the long term to enhancing public trust. And I'd say insurers, would, I think we're pretty good at explaining what we do, um, but perhaps a shift towards understanding whether that is what customers want and what it's what what they need uh, is is one of the keys to un, unlocking greater greater transparency and trust from, from consumers to ourselves. Um, and I think that that there's a lot of good work that's happening at the moment. Um, and as I say, I think the consumer duty will be a, a big contributor to um, to enhancing trust. But I think the sector probably needs to work a bit harder in the long term to earn more trust customer expectations are, are are forged in our sex in our sector by the exceptions um and 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 not the rule um, and the onus is is probably more on the industry than the consumer to to change to change that for the better in the long term which will improve trust so so yeah a few a few things there um, but i think there's a lot of really good work underway which is improving the situation is just a, a, a bit further to go
0: Excellent. And Matt, um, any final words from you or anywhere you'd like to direct listeners to find out uh, more information about um, the Public Trust Index or, or the work of the CII more widely? Yeah, so the, the
1: Trust Index data is, is published on the CII website and that's um, available for for everyone to 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 look at and to, and and to use uh, so that's that's on there and then um more widely yeah lots of good practice which uh, practitioners like will have, have contributed to, to 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 come up with ideas around uh, how how the issues around trust um improving trust can be can be addressed uh, in lots of specific areas uh like i say with 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 that kind of expert practitioner kind of viewpoint and, and involvement which is enormously important yeah
0: And also to mention that the upcoming edition of the journal CII member magazine uh, has a full in-depth article on the public trust index. uh, So look out for that in early July. You can also find out more about the survey as Matt mentioned at cii.co.uk forward slash public dash trust dash index. So thank you Matt and William so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been absolutely great speaking to you both uh, a really important area and it's been um, fantastic to get your, Insight on it. So, um, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today on CII Radio. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit the journal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at CII Group. So, until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye.